Grace and peace are yours in abundance in your knowledge of God and your Savior, Jesus Christ. God's word comes to us today from the epistle reading taken from Philippians 3. Again, Paul writes, Indeed, I count everything as loss because of the surpassing worth of knowing Christ Jesus my Lord. For his sake I have suffered the loss of all things and count them as rubbish in order that I may gain Christ and be found in him, not having a righteousness of my own that comes from the law, but that which comes through faith in Christ, the righteousness from God that depends on faith, that I may know him and the power of his resurrection and may share his sufferings, becoming like him in his death, that by any means possible I may attain the resurrection from the dead. Not that I have already obtained this, or am already perfect, but I press on to make it my own, because Christ Jesus has made me his own. Brothers, I do not consider that I have made it my own, but one thing I do, forgetting what lies behind and straining forward to what lies ahead, I press on toward the goal for the prize of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. This is God's Word. Over the last couple of weeks, college basketball fans watched in amazement as a team from St. Peter's, a school of less than 3,000 students, made it to the Elite Eight, just a few wins shy of the championship game. The St. Peter Peacocks, with no real stars to speak of, embodied the role of the underdog with teamwork and determination. And there's something about the underdog that we just find appealing. We love to hear about people who persevere against great odds. And continuing with the athletic theme, the Apostle Paul compares the Christian life to a race in today's epistle reading. His approach to that race is familiar to underdogs everywhere. Paul writes, I press on. Wherever you are in the race of life, may Jesus inspire you to press on, to persevere in your faith and in the mission that he has given you. The Apostle Paul knew all about performance. In fact, in this letter, just before what serves as our reading for today, Paul builds the case for his being the best religious person the world had ever seen. If good standing with God depended on performance, Paul says, he would have been MVP. So imagine reaching a point in your life where you would call that way of thinking waste product. That's what Paul does here. He says, all of my right thoughts, all of my right answers, all of my right actions are trash compared to the riches that are found in Jesus. 
Now, that's not how our underdog stories usually go. We usually hear about the boy who would shoot baskets until after dark, or the girl who stayed long after practice, or the one who studied the hardest, outprepared their competitor. Paul dismisses his own efforts as junk when weighed against the efforts Jesus made to save him. How did we get to that point? Well, Jesus had grabbed a hold of Paul, and Paul's encounter with the risen Christ completely shook his life. Through Jesus, Paul learned right standing with God and God's love did not depend on Paul's performance. The promise of heaven was not a trophy Paul could earn through a lot of hard work. Right standing, God's love, heaven itself were all gifts. They were things that Jesus had purchased and was now giving away. And this news transformed the way Paul thought about God, where before he was zealous for religion, now he was zealous for a person, for Jesus. Where before his goal was to be the best Paul he could be, now his goal was to know Jesus well, to concentrate on the power of his resurrection and to share in Jesus' suffering. Paul's new way of thinking about God was revealed in the language he uses to express his connection with Christ. It's all throughout this passage he talks about knowing Christ Jesus my Lord, gaining Christ, being found in him. Paul is saying this is what counts, connection with Jesus. Connection with the living Savior. Paul's new goal is to live in that connection. That's the goal. But Paul freely admits he's not 100% there yet. He is not 100% like Jesus, and he's not in heaven yet either. So what does Paul do? He presses on like an athlete. He knows that the victory has been given to him already. So why does he go all out? He goes all out to give honor to Christ. Pressing on means saying thank you to Jesus with your whole life. And pressing on means moving forward in life with determination, which also implies that you don't hold yourself back. You see, you can keep yourself from pressing on, from moving forward, by holding on to your past. The things you're ashamed of. Things you regret doing. Maybe it's something you said to someone you love. Maybe you cheated someone. 
Maybe it's a pattern of behavior you're not proud of. You know whatever it is. What can we do? Paul says, forgetting what is behind and straining forward to what is ahead, I press onward toward the goal to win the prize for which God has called me heavenward in Christ Jesus. Now, to just say, forget the past, doesn't help very much. First, we must realize that our past sins are dead and buried in Jesus' tomb. Only then can we replace habits of remembering the negative with something positive. And Paul says he forgets by looking ahead. He is striving toward a goal. To be like Jesus. He bends all his energy in that direction. And he offers the visual of a runner in the race stretching forward to reach the tape at the finish line. Are you putting that much effort into your relationship with Jesus? Well, that's easy enough for Paul, you might think. He was a giant of the faith. What did he have to forget? Oh, that's where it gets interesting. Well, he persecuted Christians, threw them in jail. He was there at the murder of Stephen, a gifted young deacon in Jerusalem. He spent years trying to earn God's blessing by doing all the right things. But when the forgiveness of Jesus washed over him, the truth of God's amazing grace enabled him to see that the past is gone. And God's way is forward and upward. If you have felt the pull of God's love and dumped your sins at the cross of Jesus, then Paul urges you in the strongest possible terms to forget them. Jesus paid the bill. God has forgiven you. He will not keep bringing it up again and again. There is nothing on your record Jesus erased the strikes against you with his blood. The way forward is to become like Jesus. How do you do that exactly? Well, it happens when he speaks and you listen to what he says in the Bible. When you speak and he listens in prayer, when he feeds you at his table in the church, as Jesus pours himself into you using words and bread and wine, it happens when you remember the connection that you have with Jesus which began with your baptism. Drink deeply from these sources. Put your bucket down 
into them. Stay hydrated, we might say today. God's way is forward and upward. In this passage, Paul writes, God has called me heavenward. God has called you heavenward. Paul coaches you today to press on towards this goal with all the determination that you've got, with confidence that you're destined to stand in the winner's circle thanks to Jesus. The confidence that you can have in this upward call is huge. It has the potential to change your whole outlook on life, death, and what comes next. And let me give you another sports analogy to explain this. If you've ever played golf, and you know what it's like to stand over a three-foot putt, and this putt is pretty important. You're putting yourself under a lot of pressure to make this putt. So what do you do? You choke. You miss it. But then what happens? Have you ever done this? You take your ball, before you can even move, you take your ball, you put it right back in the spot where you started, you hit the same putt again, what happens? You drain it. Why? What's the difference? The pressure's on. You're not thinking about yourself. You're not thinking about what happens if I make it. You just make it. There's no pressure. You're free to take aim and swing. I say that to say this. Jesus has removed the pressure of the upward call to heaven. You are going there because of him. Jesus took all the consequences of sin on himself at the cross, which means you're free to just live for him. There's no fear. You can take aim, hit the target of a life that will please him. So swing freely. Serve with excellence. Love generously. Press on. You run for the champion's team. Let's pray. Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, help us in every way today to make this prayer our own. Not that I have already obtained this or am already perfect, but I press on to make it my own because Christ Jesus has made me his own. Amen.